Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are too wild and crazy guys. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday to you. August 31st, the last day of August 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Hope everybody's doing well. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm doing well. So your hope was not um, ill-fated. It was. It wasn't ill-fated. I'm doing well. Oh. Yeah. See, are do, you doing well? Well, I've got. Uh, I did wake up a little uh, allergy. You know, mm-hmm. you just get the little extra junk in the back of your throat. Knew that that was going to be the case with all the rain we got yesterday. Popped me a couple Benadryls. Well, just one. Yeah, I just had one last night. The Zyrtec in the did, morning didn't do the job for you. No, Overnight? no, no. Oh. You, normally it does. That's when yeah. you know it's. Uh, you know, I was worried. I, I, gosh, that's how we know we're getting old. Is last night I was like, man, it rained all day. I bet allergies are going to be terrible tomorrow. I'll take a Benadryl so I sleep through well, the night. Didn't sleep through the, the night. The thing anyway. is, though, is usually it helps the allergies, but I guess it kicks up a different kind mm. if it's just rain all day. Gotcha. So it got rid of. I guess we don't have pollen. I anymore. don't. I'm not going to pretend like I understand allergies. I just know, like when weather changes, yes, it's just going to mess. With I'm you. going to be messed up, yes. and it's going to be even soggier today. Wow. Lots of rain. Lots of rain. Ida, I hardly knew her. Get the hell out of here, Ida. Not quite. No? Nah, I mean, it need to end in like a er, not an uh. <laughs> does it have to? It does. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. You don't look at me like that. It does. Those are the <clears throat> rules. You know that. You, le- you, le- you learn that. I, th- I, I, think, that. I think they can be, you know, loosely applied rules, though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Whatever you say. It's like country music. They make it rhyme. That's kind of actually a good point. Um, <laughs> all right, well, uh, I'm glad you're doing okay-ish. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday was a crazy day. It really was a pretty wild day, at least from uh, news, just flying. It was one of those days where I don't know if any, like, one piece of news was absolutely ginormous, where, like, oh, of course we're leading the show with this today. In which case, if I'm forgetting something, then then you can call yeah, me a doofus I mean, or like, something. Well, here's, here's the thing, Terry. If... Some of this news happened separately, then it would lead the show. Like there, there would there's multiple A blocks we have here. You know, a little TV biz uh, shout out there. But like the Kentucky basketball non conference schedule, I know some folks would like to just, especially season ticket holders, would be like, "Hey, aren't playing anybody," and would be very mad. So that would that could lead a show. Uh, there was some late night basketball recruiting news. Yes, there was. And then, uh, hell, Mark Stoops on the football front came up pretty strong defending his players, and uh, he also broke that, you know, they're doing well with the COVID-19 vaccination rate above the 85% threshold. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a lot of, like... That's the thing. It was all day just, like, new news. It was like, yeah. all right, you know, morning, blah, blah, blah. Everybody was just reeling over such a great Kentucky roll call. Noon, we get the lunch. Well, not so lunch in. Then, throughout the day, the conference schedule, like you mentioned, and as you said, if you went to bed early last night, you may have missed some... Pretty juicy recruiting scoop from pretty much Which I kinda everybody. Wanna, I kind of want to start with yeah, that. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. It was <laughs> the most recent, right? Yeah, and it like 
was the biggest surprise because, like, you knew, I mean, they're going to release the schedule anyway. They're going to have a Mark Stoops press conference. We didn't realize Shaden Sharp, who I think as of last week, they were like, oh, he's moving his visit up to Labor Day weekend. So, like, the visit was going like, to be our, this upcoming weekend. Yeah. yeah. Instead, I guess he was here. Was he here this weekend? Is he here to, uh, today? I guess he's here right now. I don't know exactly where Shaden Sharp is at this moment. I don't have a target on him, but the top-ranked basketball player in America is showing up to campus early, and that's just, ah, you'd love to hear it. I tweeted this out yesterday, and I thought more people, well, I didn't think that. I thought somebody may have asked, like, what do you mean by this? That, like, I think you can make the case that he's the most important recruit since 2016. And maybe even further than that, I just I, I didn't really feel like getting in the semantics of it. But the reason I say 2016 is because, one, I really wanted Kentucky to land Malik Monk because I thought that dude was just an absolute freak, and I think Shadon Sharp is a better Malik Monk. Uh, so I want him just from his highlight tapes being insane, and I want a player like that in a blue and white Kentucky uniform. But also, De'Aaron Fox was wildly important, and that one – at, it seemed like it was going to be Kentucky, then it kind of got a little cloudy, and then it was Kentucky there at the end. And then the BAM was a huge surprise. But just imagine if Kentucky doesn't get one of any of those three recruits. It's probably not a very good team. No, that no, 2016-2017 no, no. team. And that team, I to me, we've talked about this before, mostly in like summer radio and whatnot, and just in passing here and there. But a 2016-2017 team, I think, is like what UK basketball should look like more times than not with John Calipari being its coach. Guards that can do a little bit of everything but can fly. Bigs that can do a little bit of everything but can run. And it just was such a fun team to watch and it was so fast. And you think back, if you don't get any of one of those three recruits, it's maybe not a second weekend of the NCAA tournament team. Who knows? You know, maybe not even a tournament. Well, it probably would have been a tournament team. But you needed all those guys. You needed each and every one of them. They were really, really important. Cal went out there, got all three of them, and UK, I think, was the best, second-best team in the country. They play UNC seven times. That series going to seven, and and who knows who comes out on top, unfortunately, in a one-and-done setting. UNC got the better of them. Kentucky got them just a couple months earlier, but both of them came down to final shots, final seconds of those games. I it's too tough to kind of start projecting next year's roster Roush and, mm-hmm. and who would be here, who wouldn't be here. Seem like Calipari kind of constructing this year's team has more guys that you could say, yeah, I could see them coming back. And now with the nil, yeah, they may not be so, so, so stressed to try to go get a paycheck somewhere, whether that be in the G league or somewhere overseas. But it seems like according to pretty much everybody that's quote unquote in the know, it's going to be a pretty dominant freshman class here for 2022. And Sharp, I shouldn't say get would get it started because Sky Clark's already committed. Right. But in terms of, like, jaws dropping, well, Sharp would be getting it started. And they would get the ball rolling on the meat and potatoes of the physical recruiting part of it. Uh, yes. I would only push back and say that James Wiseman I, – I would just argue that James Wiseman is more important or like as the most important recruit because – I mean, hell, the coaching stats yeah, changed because, uh, and and that yeah, could fair. largely in part be because Wiseman didn't end up. In Kentucky. And Kentucky was the huge leader for Wiseman up until right. Memphis went. I'm going to hire your AAU and high school coach, and we're going to pay for you to move down to Memphis here. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah. like that, that. You're right. I mean, James Wiseman was a huge one. That's a, that's a good point as well. Uh, but nevertheless, this is. It just feels good, like 
Yeah, so you're saying you're 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 letting your guard down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Flat it's back. it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Shane on Sharp might as well be a Wildcat, as far as I'm concerned. Love it. <laughs> I, it sounds like it. I mean, it does seem like that's going to be the case. He's on UK's campus, which wasn't a surprise that he'd visit, but the timing of it was a, a bit of a surprise. And then it's not just that like people are stopping with Sharp Roush. They're like big. Everything's falling in line. Even Jeff Drummond, who. I think is amazing at his job, but he's not really one to kind of stick his neck out there so much. He is the opposite of hyperbolic. He's like, and he has been doing this for what, 30 years maybe? Mm -hmm. So, like, he has the season wizened takes of them all that are usually pretty measured. And what, what was Jeff saying? He's just saying, like, it's it's not – basically, it's just not Sharp, and I'm hearing that it's – I'm hearing that Sharp's basically a lock. Is I, I'm putting words in his mouth. But he, he feels good about not only Sharp, but where the rest of the class goes, and quickly, too, which I, – I, does that mean Kentucky's going to have everybody wrapped up in the fall? Not necessarily, but you could have enough pieces where you say, all right, if you don't want to join these guys, then that's on you, buckaroo. Mm. That's on you, So we're, like, buckaroo. talking Case and Wallace. We're talking Shade and Sharp. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, the Bona fella. Which I love this. He was just like, ah, G League, overseas, overtime elite, don't bother. <laughs> not interested. I love when people tell these stupid little leagues that nobody watches that they're not interested. Uh, and, Ad- and uh, I don't know if it's Adam Bona or Adam Bona. It's spelled A-D-E-M. A-D-E-M. Is it a Deem? I don't know. Oh, but okay. I just know that I'm going to enjoy getting big Bona news all the time. I, I I didn't I had a daydream that Bona was going to reclassify and join this year's team. Really? Which I really like liked in my little di- I wasn't sleeping. But I was like, man, wonder if Kentucky could pull that off because I we know how much I want just another body. Right. Six foot nine, two twenty five, very similar style and size to an Oscar Shibwe. And then even if he doesn't see the floor for a minute, wouldn't you rather have him in a college program banging Developing, against Oscar yeah. and Lance and then next year? Because everybody thinks Kentucky's going to get Bona. So are we – Big blue Bona. I'm going to be – like you all have no idea how hard it's going to be for me to not just make as many terrible, horrible Bona puns, right? Like I'm, I just I, – there's like four that came into mind just while you were talking, and I'm just giggling inside right now. I can already see the newspaper headlines. I, I, I just can't help it. I can't <laughs> help it. Somebody needs to keep an eye on Kyle Tucker throughout all this. <laughs> <laughs> really, somebody does. He's, uh, But that's – you know, Roush, we've made it pretty clear on this radio show that Bona puns and jokes are going to be wildly Gosh, accepted. Gosh, if, if they've got used. Kofi Coburn and then – you had Bona coming in the following year. It would have just been. And, a, and another part to the why Sharp was such an important recruit, of a similar mold to what you said about Wiseman, uh, you can play the other coin of that, is that like you brought in this staff to get guys like Sharp. Like Antigua, we, we all romanticized the beginning of the Cal era where UK was just getting anybody and everybody that they wanted. You brought these guys in, including Jay Lucas, who is – the veteran on the staff now, which is weird to say, but yeah. it is the it is the truth. You brought these guys in to land big time recruits, like big time recruits, Kentucky John Calipari recruits. While I don't get upset about the fifteenth ranked player joining UK's class, nobody does. But like that's good. I'm I'm generally happy about that. You get the seventh guy, the sixth guy. There's some discrepancy in rankings where yeah, if you're it's like recruiting football rankings that I always talk about with team. Like yeah, Kentucky finished in 
they finished 30th in the football team rankings, but I take, like, if you're within 10, that's the margin for error. I keep that generally with recruits, that same mindset. But Sharp is head and shoulders better than than what else is out there. Yeah. And uh, Kentucky could have that and, guy wrapped up in the fall. He's a guard, too. Like, folks, how much fun is it to just have a dude that just can score on people? Yeah, like and how just, much fun would Cade Cunningham have been last God, year? oh, it's so much fun. Because, like, yes, having a really talented big man is great. Our dominant bigs are great. But whenever, like, Jamal Murray is just like, I'm going to score 30 points tonight. Or Malik Monk. Like, you know what? Let's just hit seven threes. Why not? And it was just so fun to watch. Oh, it was so man. fun to watch. So Woo! good news on the recruiting front. Pretty much everybody who's anybody is saying as such. So what could go wrong, Roush? No way Kentucky fans get their hopes up. No chance. Well, here's the thing is re- recruiting does make us act irrational. And I, I didn't actually see the irrational fans, but I saw a response to some irrational fans. Uh, because Justin Rowland tweeted, I don't know, about 30 minutes after we found out that Kentucky is playing high point, Tubby Smith is coming back to Lexington. And another piece of huge news. For Tubby's Nashville. at high point? Yeah, it's his alma mater. Okay. Alma mater. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so it's kind of Just his. figured finish the career out yeah. of the place that, that, that got me going. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Jim Calhoun going to that D3 school almost. Um Except, yeah. you know, this is Division <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. like, yeah. isn't Like Tubby could go to the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah in theory. But, uh. But that news, I thought was like going to be universally just like, yeah, it's about time. And then uh, Justin was like, hey, if your first news is being mad at Tubby for his recruiting, then I, I didn't know that there were people that were still that irrational out there. There, there must be, and I guess if they do exist, they are going to exist on a recruiting form. I, but I, I did not know that that was even a possibility that you could still be mad about Brandon Wright going to North Carolina. Like that's that's just mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. He wasn't even like he was good. But was hey, he... UNC wanted Jared Carter, and guess who got Jared Carter? <laughs> yeah, okay. take that. Yeah, take haters. That. But like, I'm I'm so happy. I feel like bringing Tubby back is long overdue. He's one of those. I, I I'm still. I, I guess that was, I, and it doesn't even count because it's on the internet and on a message board and like replying the tweets. But like, I've never talked to somebody who's had a bad thing to say about Tubby Smith. People who have ever interacted with him, nicest guy possible. Correct. Like, in, in like, what Tubby did for the city of Lexington and what he did, like, the childhood memories I had. Yes, there was some NCAA tournament heartbreak, but, man, those teams were fun. And I know that, oh, we're going to get up and down the floor this year was just the biggest crock of you-know-what ever. But the Suffocats, Cliff Hawkins breathing out, mm. getting that inhaler puff at halftime. All your favorite Tayshaun Prince memories. Oh, Gerald Fitch just getting after it. Chuck Hayes banging in the paint. Uh, excuse me, Keldon Johnson's dad. Uh, Tayshawn Bogans. Bo- okay, Bogans punting the Florida Gator. That was great. And what's also great too. This is going to be New Year's Eve. That's my only. That's my only worry about it. It's New Year's Eve. You hope there isn't some sort of Kentucky football bowl conflict to where you get like a split crowd. But for all intents and purposes, I would expect a. Large showing of alumni getting guy. I don't know Bogans. I think has an NBA job, but it'd be great to get a lot of old Tubby players back in for this game and throw them up in the rafters. Like it's 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 well overdue. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. 
I, 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 I didn't see anybody that had like super negative reactions to bringing Tubby Smith back. I, I took it a step forward and said, I hope next year they bring Rick Pitino back. Life's too short. Tubby Smith, I think, yeah. won 23 tournament games for Kentucky. He had a winning percentage at UK that is not as good as John Calipari, but it's really not too terribly far off. Uh, seven. 785 for Calipari overall, 761 in conference play. Uh, Tubby Smith was 760 overall, 750 in conference play. Right there. He had the first team to ever go undefeated in SEC play for an entire season. They did, and Cal's not done that. And he was. Or no, wait, he's done that once. It was 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He, I think he's maybe done another time. I will say, too, that. Tubby didn't leave the cupboard bare. I know that, like, we all, like, obviously Gillespie was a disaster, but, like, there were plenty of guys there. Tubby just struggled in dealing with, I think, the personnel, like, like the Rondo and the Patrick Spark stuff, like, because he had some guys. Yeah, like, and, and he, he, he kind of did, Mel like, Bradley. the much more older school college basketball. I am going... I'm going to all out for this recruiting class, and it's going to be dominant. And those classes would be top five for Kentucky. I think he had a couple number one classes as well. Yeah, and then the next year Morris he'd say, and... I got a lot of these guys coming back, and he'd kind of take those years off. Yeah. But as college basketball would start to evolve and change, you'd have Randolph Morris's facts. You'd have all this weird stuff go on, and people would leave. And then when strange things would happen, and you kind of kick the can for recruiting for that year, mm-hmm. you're in big-time trouble. And and some of those teams that he had, especially near the end, the last two years specifically, uh, were not good basketball teams. Or uh, They had talent, but they were kind of missing pieces. It was sporadic. And it's, uh, I remember the Tubby Smith era at Kentucky. Like you said, a lot of really great childhood memories. And at the end, it was just kind of time for people to go in different directions. You can't go that long as the head coach without going to a final four. And people may say, well, well, hold on here because you know, Calipari, it's been 15. If we get to 2025 and Cal still hasn't been to a final four, I I may be saying we got to look at what we can do to get back to a final four. Uh, That doesn't mean I would hate John Calipari. doesn't mean I'd want to go put for sale signs in his front yard or anything like that, but I would, I wouldn't be totally against potentially changing um, he ended up finding a nice landing spot at Minnesota, was there for several seasons, and then it's jumped around from Texas Tech to Memphis, as we mentioned now, to High Point. And also, it's a chance for Kentucky, because we're going to talk about their out-of-conference schedule here in a bit. It's a chance for Kentucky to also say that, eh, I know that our, our home schedule this year, it is what it is, but hey, it's High Point, Tubby's coming back. You're going to want to be there for that, aren't you? No, definitely. And imagine if you get Iona. Like, if it's if it's another, what are they in that? The, the Mac, Mac, Mac. Yeah, the, the, Mac. the, the sheep Mac. Mac. Uh, you, if you got another team in there, nobody's showing up to that game. But if you get one with a coach that people care about, people are going to show up. And then on top of it all, isn't that what UK athletics should be doing, is giving back to the people that have given so much to UK athletics, whether or not, we always agree with everything they do or they don't do. Tubby Smith is a human. Mm-hmm. He dealt with a lot of things he probably wished to avoid being Kentucky's first African-American basketball coach. Mm-hmm. I I think fans, for the large part, treated him fairly and were very kind to him. I think everybody's got a Tubby Smith story. Mine is when my mom wanted to go thank his father for just – how great of a coach he was and how great of an ambassador to the University of Kentucky he was. And then 
Tubby Smith's father said, I'm not his father, I'm his brother. Oh, and, that's... And, and he, hey, hey, hand and he, up, and, in and, there. And he, and he was like, I cannot wait to tell Tubby this. Oh, He's going to make God. fun of me forever about it. And my mom, <laughs> she was as red as could be. Oh, man. I think she had like some wildcat t- tattoos on her Ooh, cheeks from yeah, the game. And great. even those turned red. She was so embarrassed. Oh, so embarrassing. It, was, uh, it was hilarious. I still make fun of my mom to this day for it. But like Tubby Smith, I'm sure probably laughed about that when his brother told him, and his brother was a super, super nice guy. Point is, sometimes it's nice to give back to people that give to a university, even if you don't always agree with them, even if you don't think it ended the way that it should. And that brings me to my next point, Rick Patino. Last time that dude re- left Rupp Arena, yeah. he was flicking off UK we gotta, fans. We got to get that. We, he was flicking off UK yeah. fans. Guess what, folks? That was, we're going to be coming up on six years since that happened. That's been so long. It's been six years since that happened. And Louisville still hasn't got resolution from that scandal. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> now, that being said, life's too short. Take the Ooh. high road. UK Athletics should take the high road. Other places, other programs, other coaches, potential future coaches, they see that stuff. And secondly, Roush, I'm of the belief that this is kind of a race to embrace Patino between U of L and UK. Oh, you've got and to take the high road first. And think how bad U of L fans would be if if Rick goes out there as the Y for a UK game. And if you feel like booing, then go ahead and boo. But I, I Rick Patino did a lot for Kentucky. Now, did he did if you're if in your opinion he ruined it all by going to U of L and some of the shenanigans that happened at U of L? Hey, but guess what? Louisville's not in this pretzel if not for Rick Patino. So if you don't like U of L, shouldn't you be thanking Rick Patino? Hmm. Man, so that's uh, that's my question. I'm actually going to make a poll. So I wish ha- I, I wish ha- Kentucky what- would, but hats off for what they did do, not what they may or should do. Bringing back Tubby, long overdue, but better late than never. And, and New Year's Eve is going to be a lot of fun at Rupp Arena. So do do we think that Patino comes back to Rupp first, or U of yes. gets their Patino punishment? Oh, oh, that's a good one. Patino punishment will happen first. Yeah, you would think because that's going to happen in the next twelve months. It's not going to go another. It's not going to go another year. I bet it'll be sooner rather than later. I would think so. But hey, I would have thought we would have known six years later. That's true too. That's a good point. Uh, but I also think like the ARP or not the whatever the new thing that they have. I think that probably slowed things down just a little bit, and then the pandemic didn't speed things up at all either. And it's uh, it is ridiculous how long it's all been happening. But. I do, I do think U of L get their punishments before UK brings Rick Pitino back, but I hope they do do that. And you think that these grown adults would be mature and big enough to be like, all right, past rivalries, past head to heads, they're dead, they're gone. Let's uh, let's do the right thing here. That's that would be my wish. I, I I just I think taking the high road and being nice and kind is always the always the play in some of these situations. So, but credit to bringing Tubby back. I cannot wait for that to happen. Uh, can't wait, and and he was at that football game, right? Where he was inducted to the Hall of Fame, I believe, and mm-hmm. and that was cool because people kind of got to show their appreciation for him there. This will be a whole different animal, though. No, no, no. I mean, at Rupp with hopefully a, a packed house. I know, like I said, that New Year's Eve kind of throws a wrinkle into things. But um, and speaking of New Year's Eve, we got the date for the UK U of L game, not New Year's Eve, as a matter of fact, not even within the week of New Year's Eve. Let's go to a break. People Talk are upset about, about it. Yep, me People too. People are upset about it. You're upset about it? Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll calm you down.
I'll calm you down. S- stupid. I'll calm you down. I like your hat. Stupid. What have we got there? Olympic uh, Games. Yeah. That's nice. That's cool. Thanks. Where'd you get that bad boy? Uh, yard sale. Nice. Always find nice, nice hats at yard sales. Just have to scrub it from lice. All right. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio. TJ huh? Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker. I know that, dude. And Roush. Wildcard! Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Trevor Kelsey is back in town. Mm-hmm. And back on the Mike Rutherford show, three to six on Big X Sports Radio. He he's just he's whew, boy. He just doesn't he doesn't understand what equipment he's using right now. Oh wow! Because he was out Thursday and Friday, so I guess they had somebody else running the board. And they're at the new they're at the new station, mm-hmm. so there, it is new equipment. It's we were planning on being place. there a little while back, but Trevor was like, "This stuff is out of whack. We're not ready for it yet." And, uh, but now I, I suppose that they are, but I don't know if our boy Trevor still is. He did the, like, he can't do the intro without it playing all the way through. Wait, all the way, like, yeah, to the end? Yeah. He's doing something. He doesn't know what it is because he keeps doing it. But, <laughs> like, they've done, you know, this is week three of them doing that show or whatever it is. And it's about, it's about 60 40, the intro won't play. But the two days Trevor wasn't there, no issues on the intro. Same with, like, rejoins going in and out of breaks. There's some sort of button that he doesn't know it's doing what he thinks it's doing. (laughs) I've heard that as well, yeah. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Justin's like, it's all the talk with the producers. No. I mean, it's definitely, well, yeah, so you're right. I mean, I I can't remember if I listened Thursday or Friday, but, yeah, the intros and outros were smooth. They sounded like they were supposed to, and Mm -hmm. then yesterday I caught it a little bit, and, yeah, they were cut off like they were the first show they did. Oh, uh, the intro is so funny, too, because, like, I know Mike's, like, I, I'm fully anticipating this probably not working, and then it'll go on, maybe it goes on for 10 seconds, maybe it goes on for 20 seconds. You don't know how far it's going to make it into it, and then it'll just be dead air for about, it was, it used to be about 5 to 10 seconds. Now it's about 2 to 3, and then it just starts with Mike cracking up to start the show. <laughs> <laughs> and Trevor's like, I don't get it, this equipment's so wonky. You'd think he would just stop playing it. And well, then, you think, and, yeah. And then just like, all right, go to Mike, even if it is a hard in and out. Or just ask the person who did it Thursday and Friday, like, what did you do <laughs> that made this work? But they're having fun. It's always great to hear from the big guy. They've had plenty to talk about, like ourselves. We've mm-hmm. had a lot to talk about. They talked about the UK L game. Trevor was saying that Kentucky is – L is the only team that they'll play on the road because everybody else, they're scared to play on the road. Uh, whatever. That game will be at Rupp Arena this year. It's December 23rd, yeah. and that is a Wednesday, a wacky Wednesday rivalry. It's been on a Wednesday before in the evening. Uh, yeah, going back to 20- the BAM game. Yeah, 2016 yeah. was the year. It was the 2016-2017 season, mm-hmm. but that was in December of 2016. That was on a Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, and I, I think that was the first of many. But, you know, it just – it takes me off. 
the reason it doesn't tick me off is because if you're not going to have this game in late January or February, I don't care when you do it. It does not matter. People are going to be more concerned about football, NFL, then do college. That. Do that. Do anything. You all suck at scheduling this game. Nobody cares about it nationally if you put it two days before Christmas on a Wednesday night. But would they care about it two weeks before Christmas? Would they care about it in between Christmas and New Year's? Would they care about it on New Year's Day? Like, no, it's not ever going. The reason why Duke and UNC gets that like a week of commercials of obnoxious dick by tell calls and all that stuff is because it's in January and February where you're waiting till the weekend just to get some NFL playoff games and that is it. Yeah. That well, is they need it. to change that. If they do. They either absolutely- put, you either play that on a midnight or, 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 or excuse me, on a weeknight during conference season or you play it Super Bowl Sunday before the Super Bowl. It should be that, Super Bowl Sunday that's every what I, year. That's what I want. That I mean, it just needs to be like we're putting it there and we're never moving it again. It will be Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody's watching it. Everybody is watching, and that. nobody's caring about December twenty second of college basketball. They're going to watch 23rd. a college football game twenty third, twenty third, whatever. They're going to be watching a bowl game that yeah, night because so, there's going to be a bowl game on TV. This is going to be on ESPN two, and nobody's going to give a damn about it outside of the Commonwealth. Sure, and it drives me insane. Or put it at like the very beginning of the season just to try to get a shot in the arm in college basketball. But even then, you're getting overruled by everything else going on in yeah, the sports you world. Can, it has to be in January or February. I love the Super Bowl idea. Always have. Do it then, but I I don't care that I don't care when they do it. I'm just glad it's not on a Friday at noon because we've had that before. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I I I, I will agree with you there. Um, and I think the Wednesday is fine. You know, it gives people to go to work, get off. And personally, and I'm, I know not everybody's going to do this, but you can bet your sweet buns. No, wait, it is the 22nd. You are right. Yeah, yeah, it's not the 23rd. Apologies. Yeah. yeah, it is the 22nd. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take off that Thursday, the 23rd, because I'm not a yeah, you not a dingus. Three day, yeah, and yeah. then. Big week. Not going to work Christmas Eve. Right, right. The the thing so, that's going to be that 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 does stink for me is like, especially now with a kid, like I can't. He's asleep. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I would do to have some sort of U of L UK fan party now. Like why? Why can't it just? Be? Well, the baby could stay up. Could and I guess family's in town, so we'd probably end up watching the fa- in my family's house. Baby stuff for the right, UK right. But game. like in in every other like, I just go back to now. Granted, this was when I'm in my young twenties, and it's different. But like the day that uh, my wife and I, uh, like the synthesis of our relationship was a UK U of L basketball watch party mm-hmm. that was at like a one on a Saturday. We started partying at noon and didn't stop till the wee hours of the night because Kentucky kicked Louisville's ass. It was a great freaking day. Ugh. Like, we don't have that anymore because you all suck at scheduling this game. Fix it, damn it. God. Why but, is this hard? This shouldn't be hard. The thing is, I do agree with you. It's just I, I don't – like, it. they're not moving it to January or February. So if they're not going to do that, I'm just not I'm just not going to allow myself to get upset knows. about it anymore because it's just it's annually going to be at a date that we're going to be like, well this is kind of dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to do this every year. I'm going to scream a little bit. And it's also kind of dumb too, like the whole like you can't figure out Michigan game. Like what? And then so, now you're giving Michigan ammunition to call you cowards because that's essentially what Michigan did. So much more than IU has ever had any sort of leverage in like making fun of Kentucky for scheduling stuff. Mm-hmm. Michigan actually does have a little something here because Kentucky did just flat out back out of this game. Doesn't yeah. mean they're backing out of the series. Doesn't mean that this game won't happen. And Kentucky used COVID as an excuse, which 
Wait, you, for this upcoming year? For this upcoming year. They're not yeah. playing Michigan anymore. No. no. And, I, and we'll tell you. So here, here's what here's the situation with all this. Kentucky and, and, and people, like, there's – people just need to, to pay attention to what actually the truth is with this stuff. They were supposed to play last year, three-year series. London 21 mm-hmm. – or 2021. And then it was going to be Michigan 21-22 this year. And then it was going to be Kentucky 22-23 the following year. Yes. With last year – not being able to do the London game because the pandemic. Yes, they, like obvious, like that. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can't. Yeah, they pushed the London game to 2022, 2023. So it'd be next year was going to be the London game. They were going to do Michigan this year, and they were going to do Kentucky. Push that back an extra year, yeah. 23, 24. Just rearranging the yeah. order. Just rearranging the order a little bit. I don't have this confirmed via UK. I think Kentucky looked at its schedule this year. And said, "Well, this year we, yeah, we were supposed to uh, have that game be at Michigan, but we were also supposed to, you know, everything. A lot of the scheduling had changed with the pandemic and how many out of conference games you were going to play, how many teams you were going to play, uh, and it just being overall a shorter season." I think Kentucky said, "Look at what we're doing this year. We're playing Duke. We're playing Ohio State." We are playing U of L. We are playing Notre Dame. But really, we the, are playing Kansas. The what Notre are, Dame game is the only addition, though, that like they didn't anticipate playing, no matter what. Like you were playing this, you're stuck in the Champions Classic, CBS Sports Classic, Big Twelve correct. Challenge, no matter correct. what. Yeah. And Notre Dame stinks. Um, what does Relative that make IU? Oh, Brian Rosen. I think we've talked about this before. Three head coaches. Don't need don't don't, don't need a Hoosier telling Nick, other I love college the, basketball teams. You constantly stinks. make my argument for me. <laughs> I think what Kentucky did, they look at the schedule. The teams that I'd mentioned, Kansas, Louisville, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Duke, you are right. I mean, some some of this shouldn't have came as a surprise. I think they're saying, oh, my goodness gracious, only one of those games is at Rupp Arena. Only one of them is at Rupp Arena. Mm-hmm. I think Cal said, if we had in another Michigan game where we're playing like seven ranked opponents in the out-of-conference, six ranked opponents in the out-of-conference, and five of them are away from Rupp, what am I doing? Like what am I? Yeah. What am I doing? We've been saying that for a while too. And I think that they said that's just going to be too much. Like that's going to be too hard of a schedule, too hard of an out of conference schedule. And they said Michigan, let's do London next year, and then let's just restart this series down the road. And they used the disguise of COVID disrupting things last year as the reasoning for that, which there is some truth to it. But I think Kentucky said if we had Michigan to our out of conference game, and that game has to be in Ann Arbor. We're in trouble. This is too much. It's just too much away from Rupp Arena. So I don't have a major issue with it, but if Michigan wants to poke the, some fun at only, us, I think we have to take it because we did back out of this game. The only reason why I it just annoys the hell out of me is because, like, well, you knew this was going to happen. This is what happens when you have all of these neutral site games. Like, you finally schedule a home-and-home, and you – I mean, granted, there's a neutral site baked in there as well. But, like, this was finally going to be a college basketball game at a college basketball venue. Oh, so you're saying this shouldn't have been the one. If you're going to move things around, yeah. don't pick this yeah. one. Yeah. Eh, that, yeah, that could be a totally I mean, like, valid point. I just Well, and my thing is, this whole thing, if it did play out like that, it would suck from a fan perspective. Sure, they're not getting to see those marquee games at Rub Arena, but from a team perspective, isn't that what you want? Playing the best of the best throughout the regular season, regardless what the record says. Isn't that what you want heading into uh, the NCAA tournament? I can understand Cal Perry having some hesitation because last year they didn't bake in enough cupcakes in the truncated schedule. 
Like, yeah, and, that's and, just a matter of fact. The, they didn't, and the 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 roster makeup was a lot different last year. Where Much last year should have been pretty easy. Where this year, with more experience, you feel like maybe you could take on more. But you are putting together a bunch of new pieces for the first time. You right, think there right. could be a gelling. Uh, it takes some time for it to gel. Uh, talking all this through, and you all bringing up good points, they probably should have. They should, probably should have eighty six the Notre Dame game. Yeah, that's the one they probably should have. Because yeah. first off. Notre Dame wouldn't talk smack. Secondly, who cares if they do? And like but Cal's I think the issue was Mike Bray, they could have moved it around. I think the yeah. issue was Notre Dame came to Rupp like that series, which was planned, has it's officially started. started yeah. Where the Michigan one, yes, it was planned, and we were all excited. I was going to go to that London game. That was going to be my first trip to Europe, and of course, the pandemic and all that. I think they probably said, "Well, this series technically hasn't started. Let's kick the can down just one more year. We'll do London next year, and then we'll get it all going." But you can you can make of it what you will. Kentucky did back out of this game, and uh, I don't have an issue with it. If their schedule stunk, I'd have an issue with it. I'd be like, mm-hmm. all right, now you're just you're dodging everybody. It's still a pretty tough out of conference schedule. Right. Now, of course, this hasn't stopped season ticket holders to no, say, which like, uh, it, it, if I'm a season ticket holder and I'm paying for those games, I would be like, you have. <laughs> it's like the people who say you can't complain if you don't vote. Like if you're paying for the season tickets, like you can complain about however much money you have to pay to watch them play nobody. Respectfully disagree. If Cal did this for the fans, I, it's a good move. If he did it for his team, I, I'm i on the side of thinking it's a coward move for sure. Well, I wouldn't be doing it so much for the fans because – I mean, if if he really is in the mindset of well, we're all, we're going to be away from Rupp, only one of these games at home. I mean, if he's got the fans in the back I just of don't his know mind, why they couldn't be like Michigan. Can we bring it here, please? That's, this year, and that's and that's we'll another your thing. place the yeah. next year because the schedule and maybe is all they out said, of whack. Now. And maybe they said no. Well, yeah, maybe and if, they, yeah. if maybe they said yeah, well, the way we agreed to it, not so fast. Well, if you're on Michigan side of things, hasn't it? Isn't it a little frustrating at this point that it's already been moved so many times and there's been so well, much discussion about it? Nobody can do anything about the London thing. That True. was frustrating for both. But yeah, probably there's. And Hunter Dickinson was uh, throwing some shade at Lance Ware, saying we want the smoke. Why is Cal scared of us and stuff like that? It's all it's it's I think probably mostly in good fun. Yeah. But Roush, the reason I disagree, <laughs> anybody's allowed to complain about anything they want. It's right. Free. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a free freaking country. But I think particularly season ticket holders. But it's not like Mitch Barnhart with all thirteen buttons up to his nose or is like behind you with like a gun pointing your lower back. Like being you like, have you, to buy you, these. Pur- you purchase these. Oh season yeah, tickets. and I, I, I you would don't never, have to buy them. I would never buy season tickets either. Like because there's, I mean, if you think so, whenever my dad, I don't even know if he still does this, but my parents went in with two other couples and they would like split up games and they would kind of mm-hmm. draw for them. Yep. Which is a smart way to go about it because going to however many was it, 17, 18 games is is a lot. It's a big commitment. If you live in Lexington, it's a little easier, but yeah, if you're traveling. Yeah, yeah. So but even so, like out of those, if you're splitting, let's just call it eighteen, if you're splitting them, you get six apiece. You're probably getting one or two good games, tops, right? Against and those are against SEC teams. Somebody's gonna get the Louisville game, and that's the big one. And then you probably Probably have... game would be cool to be there for that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I think that would be, I wouldn't say necessarily a hot commodity, but I think that would be one that people would like. And then the SEC home games, like Alabama's a top 15 team. Florida's right. Florida. Uh, Georgia's stinks. But LSU's still, good. Like... Mississippi State's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee's going to be good. 
So, like, I, I have noticed as the SEC has gotten a little bit better during the Calipari era, the out-of-conference home games have gotten worse. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's fair. There's been a little yin and yang with that. But first off, nobody's buy, forced anybody to buy season tickets, and nothing would, would send a bigger message to UK Athletics than, than just, a bunch of people dropping their season yeah. tickets and saying, I don't like our out-of-conference schedule. Stop doing the neutral site games. And we have this debate every year, and I get sick of it. But I'll say this. I do think they'd need one out of conference or one neutral site game to come back to a home and home. They've got too many. They've got too many unnecessary like cooks this, in the kitchen. If the you will. CBS Sports Classic is the get big rid one. of it. Yeah, just play UNC home and home. Yeah, that they they need they need to change one of those like they need to change one of those games and and make it more of a home and home. But I, I, I normally was don't great get, when it was a home and home oh, too. Yeah, I mean, how really many great good. memories do we have of that going back to the tubby, the Tayshawn three, you know, three game. Going I mean, back to beginning of uh Cal. I mean, the John Wall welcome to college basketball game where he was dunking on 13 God, that, UNC that, players. That, then the next year, or, our boy old Jared Polson has to go in there cuz of foul trouble in the Dean Dome as we were getting cheated left and right. I think uh he may have been the one. Somebody took a half court shot that would have tied it. We lost, but we met him in the Elite 8, Roush. What happened then? Oh yeah, suck it, North Carolina. DeAndre Liggins getting a nice smooch from his boy Cal mm-hmm. on the sideline. In the following year, John Henson thought he was hitting a game. Oh yeah, I'm Anthony just gonna Davis hit this little baseline shot. jumper, win the game. No big. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was honestly one of the best rough atmospheres it, of it, all time, and, and that's why I like. That is so much better than going to New Orleans with 25 yeah, people. Yeah, the Vegas game was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, but it was against North Carolina. Against like, North, no, yeah. you know, the Vegas game against Ohio State, people were clamoring to see that one. But, like, imagine that game at Rupp. Like, you know, it still would have been equally as an insane atmosphere. I just wish they do one of them. I don't get too worked up about the schedule because nobody's forcing anybody to buy the tickets right, for them. Right. And as long as Kentucky's being challenged in the out-of-conference, I'm going to be all right with it for the most I d- part. I do really, my two cents. I do really like, though, that they're like, all right, if we're going to play these low-level college basketball teams, let's at least play HBCUs, prop them up. Like, I'm, I'm cool with that as yeah. well. Um, that's, that's fine with me. They, they typically would throw bones to, like, um, I, you know, administrators alma maters. That was a big thing. Like Castle uh, does that from time to time with some right. of his boys as well. But uh, I, I also wish with the HBCUs as well with the Murray's, Moorheads, Northerns. Oh yeah, it's like sprinkle in some. Western can here. suck it until they. Bend yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Seriously, don't, don't try to act like you're anybody. You're not hey, there. Aside. Western's got the number 15 ranked volleyball team in America. Oh, yeah? yeah. I saw U of L is 12. Kentucky's yeah. three. Three, yeah. Look at that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's Brooks has great. to be proud of that. Yeah, volleyball state. If, no kidding. That's all. And that is like high high tide raises all boats, as they say. Louisville volleyball didn't always used to be nationally ranked. Well, Kentucky was always kind of like near the back end of the top 25. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say always, but in the last decade or so. Right, right. Yeah, right. so good. That's yeah. that that's good to hear. UK undefeated to start its season hasn't dropped a set for volleyball as we're kind of switching gears here. Any other scheduling? Justin, Nick, anything there? Eh, don't think so. We haven't even gotten to football yet. No, and I bet there's some people listening. They're like, football season starts on Saturday. And you guys start the first uh, we've got 50. So much. We're... But it was breaking news from yesterday. We got, we, trust me, we've talked all summer with football. We will talk all second hour for the most part with football. Mm-hmm. And we'll also get to text 502 414 1450 is the best way to get in touch with the show. Miles, oh, I, do, I do have one final thought on the scheduling. It, it, for me, the whole Kentucky basketball schedule. And I, I hate to always compare them, but it's it's like looking at Indiana's bas- or football schedule this year. I mean, Indiana's traditionally always played three or four cupcakes in the reg- or in the preseason before getting to conference play, and they've always won them. 
But now this year, if you look at their schedule, you've got Cincinnati. You've got – I mean, there's there's good teams on the out-of-conference schedule. And to me, that, that means that you're getting better as a program. Granted, Kentucky basketball is and always will be a great basketball program, but it – it just sets up to challenge your team and see where you really stand within the rankings. And, and for me, I really like that. Yeah, I don't with football. That you all have a dumb schedule this year, and that's why I'm going to make money I, I when do, you only win seven. Games. I do like it more so for basketball. Yeah, I will basketball, tell you that. like you can take the losses and then just like it actually can prop you. Like you can build your NCAA tournament resume. But, but the, exactly. I guess the di- like I get what you're saying. I don't disagree with it. But Kentucky's out of conference schedule is objectively tough. Absolutely. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's when people are going to look at that B- yeah. Michigan game backing out of, I think you're going to see some doofuses that are going to be like, oh, you just wanted the cupcakes. No, it's still probably, if not the toughest out of conference schedule, certainly in the top five across college basketball. And that's having no clue what some of those bum teams are going to do. If you get some of those teams that end up winning their conference from those little schools, then that out of conference schedule can even look more meatier, more meaty. If, if you will. Uh, so as long as Kentucky's challenging themselves, I won't have any major issues with it. And one place I don't have any major issues with, period, is Salsaritas. Because oh, no. it's uh, it's just the best in town. they got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. And I need you all to remember, for this Catter Day, no better tailgating option than their Nacho Table Tailgate. Mm. Tailgate is in the name of it, folks. Nacho Table Tailgate you can get it online on the app. You will be the king of your tailgate oh, if you bring man. the nacho table tailgate. Everybody's going to love you. It's the perfect tailgate food, too, because you don't want to be too filling while you're mm-hmm. enjoying your Nobody ice cold Nobody wants to take beers. down like a burrito in 95-degree weather out in the sun. No, you know, no, you no, just no. want like a chip or two, casual. Nice, salty. Oh, man. Although the weather's looking kind of nice for Saturday. Oh, man. And it's looking so nice for Saturday. Well, I'll get to it here in a second. They got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. You can do it all online on the app. It's going to save you some money, too. Or you can call 502-356-9468. Wildly addictive chips. Unbelievably delicious salsa. You're going to need to check out Salsaritas. And you're going to need to continue to check out Kentucky Roll Call because thanks to a one listener named Tyler, we've got some tickets to give away for Catterday. Good seats. Lower level. I think most of it. No, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if it's in the shade or not. Mm. I think you have a chance to potentially be in the shade. But that being said, the weather's looking pretty good for Catterday. Should we go to uh, the our meteorologist, TJ? Ooh, which meteorology person are we relying on? Me. Oh, what's TJ say? But I'm the chief meteorologist. Uh, thanks for bringing it over to me, Roush. Uh, looking at the weather, we've got a nice high of 80 on Saturday, low of 63. That's actually really nice. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's going to be in the 70s for UK's first game. A high of 82? Like, that's not a... Well, TJ said high of 80, so... Oh, it's even better. <laughs> better stick with you. Even better. And Friday and Saturday are highs of 76. So, again, if you get some of this, like, the pattern either moves up a little sooner or waits a little bit longer, folks, get Man. to the Krogue. I was going to buy some tickets to give away since they were $12, but I looked again and they were $27 or $25. I think there's you can probably find some. Some oh, only went on one site. But uh, Tyler is nice enough to donate some, which is really, really cool on his part. The only thing we got to do, Roush, is figure out how we're going to give them away. Ooh, we're not good at this. Horrible at it. Yeah, it, <laughs> it might be the worst. Like our 
Definitely our show's greatest weakness. If we're doing self-scout during bye week, figuring out how to give away stuff, we're terrible at. Yeah, guest and giving away stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Things that, that certainly I think we could work on. If you have any ideas on how we should give away the tickets, 502-414-1450. But just imagine, I'm, I'm already smiling thinking about waking up at like 645 on Saturday. Yeah. Going outside, probably like if oh. I had a long sleeve shirt on, I wouldn't be miserable. It was, it was really funny. Uh, we were doing the KSR football podcast. They're like, man, that 8 a.m. pregame show is like, Psh, y'all think that's early. Come on. I'm, I'm going to be wide awake by 8 a.m. Ready to go. Oh. Ripping and roaring. Man. Can't wait. Did uh, did you go to the KSR party Friday night? I was not there. We had a uh, birthday party. Damn. No, no, I didn't invite him. I guess <laughs> alumni didn't get invited. <laughs> wait, what's going on with your headphones? Do you have that purposefully? Like, is there a short in your cord? What do you mean? Well, it, like it's going over top of your computer screen, and it looks like the cord is torn. So I thought you had it like purposefully there. No, I okay. just like it up. Okay. Better. I just I thought for a while that you were like holding it in place because I saw you tiptoeing around. And it was like oh, maybe TJ's got a broken cord over here. Did you ever think about minding your own business first and foremost? <laughs> Never. <laughs> no, I uh, I just I don't know. I feel like I, I risk it maybe unplugging or something if I have it down on on table level versus if I have it a little elevated, I can mm. kind of see what, what's going on with it. Uh, I do this also. It's probably just instinct. I do this when we're doing the show from home as well, because I think it sounds better if your mic's up by your mouth than down here. Yeah, but, Justin. <laughs> wow. How did I know that was coming? Ever thought of that? Good radio when you my, can't see what I'm my doing. My sound's been great lately. <laughs> Speak for Suck yourself. It. Uh, all right, let's end this hour. Yep, and we'll then get to text talk football. Lots and of football. Lots of football. We started it talking about the weather, and we'll get into it talking, talking X and O's because Mark Soup spoke twice yesterday. There's a few interesting things. The depth chart came out. I've got a few observations with that as well. And like we said, keep the text rolling in. 502-414-1450. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kale. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. Getting closer and closer, inches by inches, to... Noon on Saturday, when the Cats will start their season against Louisiana Monroe. And uh, we'll get to see new starter Will Levis. We'll see Wandell Robinson for the first time in a UK jersey. I get to see Chris Rodriguez again. One mm. final season for him. What about us? The best offensive line in UK football history. And a defense that uh, the coaches feel really good about. Roush and Mark Stoops. 11 starters, and, seniors. And Mark Stoops went out of his way to say, yeah, no, everybody's excited about the offense, but I think we got something special here with the defense. It's really good. I I will say, I... Um, are things too good? Are we too... Are, is, are things too quiet? So, I think 
part of Stoops's conversation yesterday was, you know, it was funny. John Wong just called him a boring coach, which I thought was just hilarious. Like, jeez, yeah. Um, but but part of even though Stoops feels confident, there is some normal. Uh, he he just used anticipation as the word, but there is that kind of angst. Like we need to. I, I I think I know my team, but I want to go out there and see it, and I also need to make sure that these guys don't try to play hero ball. Like we're not going to long win. season. We're not going to win with you. Like you can't score a touchdown on every play. You can't get a sack or a pick six on every play. Do your job and rely on the guy next to you. And so, I certainly think that there will be some. You know, there, there's going to be those early kind of jitters where you just got to hit somebody and kind of get it out of the way yeah. and then come back down to earth. But what I found interesting is he was even asked, like, hey, you know, do you script things? And and he wouldn't exactly say how Liam's going to operate. He was like, you know, we'll probably do something like that with, you know, obviously down in distance determining, you know, the outcome of what we're going to call. But he's like, as a defensive guy, you know the shot is going to come at some point. It's just a matter of fact when. So, I think first play, we just you, you got to let Will Levis unleash that cannon. Let him throw the ball 75 yards down the field. Even if he doesn't catch it, just like show us how far you can throw a football, Will Levis. I want the first play to go to Wandell one way or another. Like your most creative play to get him in space where you know he may just need to beat one or two guys and then it's a huge play. That's what I want. Can you imagine the Krogue? First offensive play. And you're right. I mean, I guess in a perfect world, what, a Levis long, like a 60-yard throw to Wondell would be amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's, that's like probably you can't easier draw said than better. done. But it would not be hard to somehow find a way to get Wondell the ball, which I'm sure they're, they've got a million different ways to, to get him the ball. I would just do that just so you could get the Crow to show their appreciation that he finally came home. Right. Didn't make the best call a few years back. But you know what? As I've said a couple times on this show, better late than never – and uh, I'm I'm very pumped up. Man, it's going to be great. Anything from the depth chart that you thought was interesting? Well, uh, Khalil Sanders was one of only three true freshmen that made the two deep. It was initially four, and then you kick him in. It's like, oops, we messed up. It's supposed to be Demarcus Harris in there instead of Chauncey Magwood. Um, you know, getting a little into semantics a bit much there. Uh, I also, like, it was definitely an old man moment of me when I was struggling to read to, like, where the oars were and some of this stuff. Reading this stuff. But the big the big, uh, the big thing is, like, hey, this is, like, they're calling it a nickel slash Sam. So, like, the base defense is going to be Devontae Robinson playing nickel in that kind of 3-3-5 look, to just put it plainly. that That's going to be their... Base defense. Now they can do things differently and and go back to having two outside linebackers and like a true three four. But they've said as much at this point. They're all in on the nickel, so that's that's exactly what it's going to be. And and it's also noteworthy too that that you know they have depth at a lot of places, not at cornerback. Quandre Mosley's just backing up both that's, spots. I'd written that down to bring up to you uh, what I. Because Drew Phillips would normally be in that spot, but he's one of the six guys. That's what I was thinking. Currently sidelined. This this legal stuff is really hurting the secondary. Well, and to get to that, you know, Stoops, Stoops is a tight lipped guy. Like, if there's sensitive subjects, you know, that's above my pay grade. Like, 
he normally is pretty quick to kick that can down the road, but you know, not not in this case. And part of it's because they've been dealing this for so long. You know, he's like, and he went at great length to say, you know, I appreciate the university. You know, if they had any evidence, like they they went through this. It was a thorough investigation, and they found our players cleared to play. And you know, we're going to continue to evaluate it. We trust the system, but. Our players have been out a long time. They missed probably 13, 14 weeks of time on the field with this situation. Yeah. Like, that's that's a quarter of a year. And we don't know where this is this is going. So, uh, I do know that uh, Denny Butler, who uh, is a – I forget what his exact actual, actual capacity is now, like what, what his job title was, but I, I know he's uh, – He's helping the players get fair representation. Um, he's dealt with wrongful convictions before. Uh, Louisville police sergeant and Kentucky State legislator. UofL fan, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He actually called into the ex-bosses show and said, like, kind of did the lay of the land and said, yeah, we, we think these guys have been wrongfully convicted and we need help making sure that they have proper legal defense. Did anybody run this by Deputy Doofus to see if this was okay? No. No. So there's you got some splaining to do in deputy. That's cool that he feels passionate about that. And uh, at the end of the day, you just want the truth to come out. That's yeah. what everybody should strive for, the truth to come out. And that's what we want in this situation. I have been slightly surprised, I guess maybe at least initially, that Stoops has been so adamant that like he yeah. very clearly is frustrated that this is even going on and he mm-hmm. badly would – I think want every single one of those people back playing tomorrow. If oh no, he, he even said as much. Like I almost would if I could because his quote was, "I stand by our players until I have evidence that tells me otherwise." Like he doesn't believe there's anything out there to prove that these guys should be facing felony charges. That's an underrated part of Stoops' time at Kentucky. Is I I, I don't think there's ever been a football coach, but. My football history is not nearly as advanced as other longer-living UK fans. I don't think there's ever been a coach that has had a better better relationships with their team than Stoops has. And you go back to like the protesting and marching and all that stuff, but every chance he's had a, had a time to have a player's back, he's been there for the player, which I think is pretty cool. That doesn't mean that Kentucky players haven't made some really dumb, bonehead mistakes over the last seven, eight, nine years. They have. It happens. It happens everywhere. As we've talked about, when you've got 100 kids that you got to oversee, sometimes people, especially at the ages of 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, are going to make mistakes and bad things are going to happen. I think it's uh, – I could see why a lot of people want to play for Mark Stoops because – you, how many times have you heard a parent? I heard it from the basketball side of things, but they're going to be the coach is going to be their, the staff and the coach are going to be their dad and their parents when they're away from me. So I, I got it's got to be somebody that I can trust. Mm-hmm. I think Stoops would be the person that parents could feel pretty good trusting. And to some degree, the athletic story with Kyle Tucker, you had anonymous high school coaches throughout the state sharing a similar sentiment that, like, you know, he's just he's a little bit more down to earth than. He 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 kind of gets it a little bit better than other people do. And in this situation, imagine you were one of those players. And while you maybe are not without some sort of fault, you shouldn't have gone to the party, you should have tried to de-escalate the situation. Imagine thinking like my collegiate athletic career is on the line because I something happened seven months ago and they're just now starting to like well, 
not even just collegiate athletic, but like your future in general. Like yeah. there's a that's a good point too. <laughs> I mean, it's a felony, you know. Like that's not a that's a you can't vote anymore. <laughs> like that that that's the kind of real things that are at stake right here now. Good point. Um, you know, so I I, I think. To add even more to this, the frustration is like, you know, part of, uh, I, I don't know which amendment it is. I get, I got them all mixed up, but it's fair and speedy trial. And like to have five months pass without pressing any charges. And then you're going through this rigmarole as the season's coming up. Like, what are you, what are you waiting on to, to get this show on the road? So we're still playing the waiting the game. The timing of the, it definitely seems a little strange, but yeah. yeah. I guess we'll get to the bottom of it, but it seems like the players have some, some. They at least have support. Some they have muscle, people, in their people helping them, and right. yeah, uh, being there for them. So, yeah, I didn't like that though from the secondary standpoint. You're obviously going to be all right with it this week, but it's something that even if they, let's just say today, charges got dropped, as Stoop said yesterday, these people have missed a lot of time. That's not an ideal situation to be in. Something you can't necessarily plan for. But yeah, that 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 stuck out to me as well, Roush. I'm a little concerned about that. When you have the backup, when you have the number two being the number two at both cornerback positions, it's not the most ideal situation. No, no, not the most ideal situation. No, it's not. Uh, another thing that I thought was interesting from Stoops was – not so shy about being bummed about the 48-hour forecast. Says that they're going to have to practice inside the next two days, and he says that puts Kentucky at a big-time disadvantage. He doesn't like practicing inside. It's not a 120-yard football field, Roush. The corners no. are uh, are nipped off because of the track. track around the field, and that was not so subtle for Mark Stoops. I, I think we all know what he was doing there. Oh, Stoops wants a new facility. He does. He wants a new indoor. And get him one. Yeah. Get him one. We are not going to lose Mark Stoops because we didn't get him the that, – that Rich Brooks stepped aside because Kentucky wouldn't commit to football. Mitch Barnhart has shown a commitment to football, but a commitment is just not a one-time thing. A commitment is over time and time again. And I hate saying this because it's really dumb to say, but it is true – the football facility is five years old now. Like, not saying you need to build a brand new no, but you football can... facility, but you need an indoor football facility where if the weather's bad year round, you have 120 yards. You don't have to worry about somebody falling on a track or breaking their neck. And it's silly. Here's the thing, too. I Get think, them one. I think Get them they two. can even do that within their own facility because they have like the offices and stuff and like maybe locker rooms to the left side. Like, I thought that as well. That you, you, can, could, you could probably you blow out walls yeah. and just extend it. You know, like I don't think it, it just is going to cost money to make it. My larger. guess is they just build a brand new one from scratch. And like, but I think they like the location of it though because it's connected to the facility. So, but I think they would do it in that where it is. Now, sure. You know? Yeah, and I and I bet we probably get one uh, sooner rather than later. And Stoops Especially doing this more often. This year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but you he need, hasn't you been need, shy about it. You need to have you need to have that stuff. Like this is the haves and the haves nots. That's what college football ultimately comes down to. And Kentucky, just because you have all these state of the art facilities, doesn't mean the wins are going to guarantee to to come. Look at Tennessee. But you need to be in the conversation. You, you you've got you can't. You can't have a recruit go to another school because of facilities. No. You, well, and, and also, you, like you just, this is this is much more practical than the other stuff that when you talk about facilities, like a slide in there, like you had in a putt putt course at Clemson, that's unnecessary. This is actually like the bells hey, and whistles are nice, but yes, right. this is an actual one a safety thing. Two, 
what are you not going to practice as long or as hard if the weather's really bad? That's a disadvantage. That's th- this is like we need to make the team better, not just we need all the fancy bells and whistles and all that stuff. That stuff is nice. So there's a time and place for it, but get him a new facility, Mitch Barnhart. By the way, last day of August, Mitch Barnhart hasn't spoken to the media since June. Let's we'll start was, calling him Joe Biden. It was during the nil stuff, which he had that embarrassing press conference. Oh yeah, that was really embarrassing. wow political. Wow, love it. Didn't he do? Didn't Joe Biden do a press conference like last week after the Afghanistan stuff, Justin? I, I, last yeah. week, you think we should be hearing from the president well, once a week when we cor- have that? Correct me if I'm wrong, but did he ever do? Man, he never like did Friday. a State of the Union address. Uh, I don't know if he has or hasn't. I, know I don't the think pandemic he has. Has well, that's played a role he in hasn't, that. He wasn't a president then, right? Don't they normally do it in January? No, well, after they're elected, they normally do it by they March do. at the absolute yeah. latest. I mean, but also, like, Donald Trump did zero press conferences ever. So That's not true. He did a ton. He was like, he did not in the last, mi- like, year. He did. He did a lot. You're wrong about that. And you had, uh, this, isn't, way, this isn't a right or left thing. presidential press conferences. Same. You had, I, I think, the Secretary of State or Defense do, like, the, we're officially gone. Like, we're, we're out of there. Like, that is a president's job to deliver that message. And that's Yeah, that should have been, yeah. But he, I mean, what, that but, was that was the only thing yeah. I thought was weird about that whole thing. Um, but it was also weird. Did you see the? Uh, did you see the picture of the guy? <laughs> Anthony Blinken is the guy's name who did the did the. Stick. You know what I think of Blinken? No. Pac Man. No. Uh, Robin Hoodman in tights. A hey, Blinken. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not a reference I'd heard. Oh boy, in a long time. Man, very Good underrated one. movie. Totally. Because like I know it gets a lot. Like Mel Brooks has a very extensive catalog, but uh, I think that might have actually been his last feature length film. He might have done the producers too, but I never watched that. Is Mel Springtime for Hitler? Mel Brooks bad? No, Mel Brooks is great. Did Spaceballs, Blazing oh, okay. Saddles? I yeah, just, yeah. No, love Mel. If, Brooks. I didn't know if he got canceled, and you were saying that. That's why maybe Robin Hood no, and no, Tights no, no, wasn't no. as popular. It, but, uh, but no, Dave Chappelle. Nineties uh, comedies were just the best, weren't they? I like. I'm, I'm also when we grew up, those mid two thousands had a nice roll to them with your Vince Vaughn. Nineteen ninety to like two thousand six, two thousand seven, and they really started pulling the budgets back, and now it's all small budget stuff. Yeah, good stuff all around. Yeah, um, my buddy just texted me and said I watched Robin Hood Men in Tights last night. We I... are men in tights. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to the at the very end the guy oh, the A Blinken at the very end he catches the arrow right before it's about to hit him. Saw it from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great callback joke. Uh, I definitely am going to have to watch that movie sooner rather than uh, later. And, and the thing that was great, too, is like I was a kid watching that, and so it had humor that I didn't understand, but it also had, like, uh, at the very end, when King Richard shows up, and he's like, from this moment forward, we will call toilets the John. <laughs> it's, like, it's so funny. It's so funny. Oh, man. Good stuff all around. Uh, all right. Text so, line? Text line, yeah. Unless Justin has any more politics to get to. <laughs> That's my one for the year. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good way to get us back to off subject. We've been talking too many sports today. A texter says Kentucky <laughs> hosting Tubby for a game is absolutely awesome. The years growing up as a child, fan with him as head coach are some of the or some of the years I will never forget. Absolute legend. Yeah, I, oh, I totally agree with that text. Wore the number twenty one because of Tayshawn Prince. So many people wore twenty one. Like I, yeah. I, I had to. One of my friends always beat me to it, so I ended up having to go different. But uh, man, the. Uh, I also had a coach who used to wear a shirt that said Tubby Time. It was like an SEC tournament shirt, and I just thought it was hilarious, like a Tubby Time. Like, it's just love it. <laughs> Sounds great. What if, like, you know, and that's the thing about Tubby. He should have been a little bit more, tubby. like, boisterous, if you will. There was a few times, like, the chest bump. Remember that? After yeah. the Tennessee game? Ooh, the eyeballs. That was the best. 
But he would do the eyeball. He should have just every time he won a game, just like tapped his watch and said, "It's tubby time, baby." Yeah, like, let's, up the let's get after him. And old good old Donna Smith. I just was like, gonna say, didn't everything feel so more crowd. innocent back then? And also, like, I'm surprised they don't show Ellen as much as they show Donna Smith. For as much as she's Ellen, asked not to be, she used to ask not, don't put me on camera. Period. Now right. she's more okay with it. Okay, because yeah. I know she like she does the Instagram stuff, so I would think that they would be a little bit more forthcoming showing her like cheering or something in the stands but i mean especially all the bull crap split screen stuff that you they do so actually i'm kind of glad they don't show oh, all of this much yeah. do you watch the little league world series championship no oh michigan, man michigan ohio which i thought was kind of cool yeah. like, i have a take you know, on that uh let's hear the take so ohio beat south dakota in the championship who had not lost a game ohio had lost a game michigan beat hawaii in their championship Hawaii had not lost a game. Michigan had lost yeah. a game. Michigan and Hawaii or Michigan and Ohio get to play for the championship? No. We run it back. We play best two out of three. Yeah, they do that. I mean, it's a double elimination. It's, it's they, a double elimination point where it's just like it's so stupid. It's a double elimination tournament all the way throughout, and then come championship, it's not. That is so dumb. Our volleyball tournament on Saturday, we lost our first game, went to the losers bracket, made it all the way to the championship game, won. And, you know, if it was a Little League World Series, that would have been that. Yeah. But, uh, no, we had to play him again. And that's how it should be. And that's how it's always been with the Little League World Series. It was just bogus because South Dakota should have won. No question. Well, they lost to Y, too, though. It's also, like, a weird for what it's worth. Like, in the third place game. year for it because that was one thing that was cool about Little League World Series is it was, in fact, the World Series. It, But with COVID, they couldn't invite teams from all over. Yeah, and uh, ever since you kind of said, well, you were right, and but I noticed when I was watching just the shots of the crowds and the kids, people eating hot dogs. A little bit much. Like the the sideline reporter just like had kids yelling in her ear 24-7. <laughs> and the game only lasted like 80 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is kind of nice. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great how quickly the Little League games go, but – it was uh, it was a lot. So did Gavin Weir pitch against Hawaii? No. Okay. He did not. He would have pitched in the championship had they played again. Really? Yeah. He would have been allowed well, to. Well, because yeah, because he didn't get to pitch against Ohio, but he would have been able to pitch their next gotcha. game. No, he did. I thought it was. I figured he p- must have pitched earlier or something like that. But no, he didn't. He didn't pitch. Um. All right. A texter says, I still don't understand the whole Bishop Sycamore ordeal. Why would a team do all this lying to ESPN when they knew they'd get absolutely humiliated on national TV? To say they played on ESPN just doesn't make sense to me. To they make get, money. They make money. Yeah. And so they can get more like, D1 recruits. It sounds like this guy is a huckster of all. Holy hustlers. smokes. I mean, what like, a scammer. I mean, just Roy some, Johnson. Some of the. Uh, interviews with kids and stuff. It's actually sad. It totally is. Yeah, like they were like sleeping on the floors of like They had to go hotels. rob places to eat. Yeah, like. The whole thing was just corrupt, and the fact that ESPN fell for it. Hey. I am never one to like really demand people's livelihoods change, but goodness, you, you, got some pe- you, is, you got some people that weren't doing their homework at ESPN. That's embarrassing. At least I'd be the, humiliated. The light shining on this is probably like going to shut like shut them down. No, oh, no doubt. Yeah. They're done. So yeah. like, oh, what's well, who's Johnson Central going to play? I know and they had their game canceled last week too. Oh, 
COVID yeah. stuff. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. But at least these it's, are pe- and these weren't even high school kids. These are like a lot people of them that have graduated. Some of them had played JUCO football previously. Did you all see that the coach has an active arrest oh, yeah. warrant? Yes, how, he is a scammer of all scammers. How hard would it be to go get him? I mean, you know he's playing IMG on ESPN. You know exactly where he's at. You'd go probably, get him. Maybe they, maybe the authorities did not know that game was <laughs> going to take place. That's a good point, though. Uh, but supposedly he's just he leaves a trail of of just hosing people out of money. He is accused of ripping off a Columbus hotel for one hundred and ten thousand dollars. He uh, also went and did a. Took his team on a bonding trip and they went paintballing and uh, just didn't pay. Gave him a fake credit card, left. They're uh, the paintball company out $1,000 on Jesus. that one. It's uh, it's just kind of nonstop for him wherever he's gone. And I love this story. You're starting to get a lot of really funny memes. Oh, I mean, on yeah. the one hand, I don't love it because it is sad that like these kids thought that this was actually a path to – Continuing their football career, but and they're man, just completely lied to. The one meme of uh, Bishop Sycamore's director of missions, and it's Lori Laughlin. Like Hilarious. that's just I mean, laugh out loud funny. I had to get in on the action. Says Lene Kakua is she the head cheerleader? <laughs> you remember Manti Teo's old oh, <laughs> man, imaginary girlfriend? The best part of Bishop Sycamore is their initials are BS, which is what <laughs> the, which is what this all is. It's like uh, the South Harmon Institute of Technology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> that's good stuff there, Justin. I didn't really put that together, but. Oh boy, the Bishop Sycamore stuff. That we will be talking about that for uh, a long time. Yeah, it was time. funny. I was reading an article yesterday and they kept referring to it as BS and I was like, this is perfect. Like Oh, it's absolutely. BS all right. I just love there was no Bishop Sycamore, right, Roush? Yeah. No no uh, such bishop as Sycamore. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, take out that red and navy, suck it and suck it, buddy. Rays hold a six and a half game lead in the AL East. How does it feel to know the Tampa Pro Sports teams own both your favorite pro sports teams? That's from Connor. Uh, the Red Sox are in trouble, but Connor, you need to. The focus needs to be on the fact that the Rays maybe have the the second best team in baseball, and that place was dead empty for an important. I mean, Tampa's late a of terrible, the season. Terrible sports. They got to move that team out of Tampa. Yeah, uh, it, the too, Lightning fans are awesome. It's too well ran. I'm talking about the Rays. It's too well ran of a franchise to have that few of people showing up for baseball games. Their stadium sucks. I'd guarantee you more people would go. To Lul, to if that team moved, they will never do it. I understand, but if they move that, their the attendance would be better at Slugger Field than it is at the Trop, if it's still even the Trop, which it's probably it not. But even with being between St. Louis and Cincinnati, you know, I'm a it's big, embarrassing how how little fans support what is a pretty damn well ran baseball franchise. I'm there. a big uh, thunderstorm guy. I'm a big um, ocean animal guy. When I went to the Tropicana, there was a thunderstorm outside. You could th- see the lightning through the roof. We went and visited the Ray Tank, and that place still sucked. Oh, so it's like things you liked, and it still didn't yeah, do it, it was, for you. Yeah, it was terrible. I've never been to the Trap. I wish I I, I wish. There's there, been some bowl games for L that I was invited and didn't end up making it to. But I, I, I'd like to check it out just because it seems like an interesting Their place. field is inexcusable. You would think being indoors, their field would be absolutely immaculate. No, it's not. There's light patches, dark patches. Every, I mean, it's terrible. Terrible place. That's funny. But Suck it, race. But, yeah, right. they uh, they are better than the Red Sox this year, as much as I hate saying that. I uh, just need the Red Sox to get that last wild card spot and then, you know, see what happens in October.
Hey, I won two tickets to the game this weekend. Oh, this is our buddy Tyler who uh, was gifting us the tickets. So we got two tickets. Still haven't figured out how we're going to give them away. We'll brainstorm after. There's the a show good one today. on the. There's a good one on the text. Is line. there? Okay, yeah. we'll get to that. Um, Keep them coming. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Also, this is uh, a little producing on air. We're having. We're, we're going to have a. Uh, a high school students going to join us for the show on Thursday. Well, job shadowing. Once they get in the radio biz, so we're going to have to show them. Show them the ropes. Tinny B? No, no. Did he play at Bishop Sycamore? (laughs) (laughs) Really? Where is this kid from? Better not be to sales. Oh, yeah, to sales kid. Okay, out. (laughs) Show from home that day. No chance. (laughs) Let's go to a break. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Remember, Genesis Diamonds, not just jewelry, diamond rings. They also have some of that bling. That's right. Watches, timepieces from some of the nicest, most exclusive brands. And that's all at Genesis Diamonds on Shelbyville Road. And we talked about it uh, not too long ago, Roush, if I'm not mistaken. We talked about their Rolex special that they had going on mm-hmm. they're they just said we're going to keep these luxury pre-owned rolexes are at genesis diamonds right now that's right hulks daytonas batmans i need to see what some of these watches look like i want to see the somebody I mean, get tj a luxury rolex a hulk hulk rolex let me let me see what this bad boy looks like i don't think it's green oh wow it is green look at that the Batman one's pretty sweet, too. Okay, that's pretty that's awesome. Soft. I got to look at the Batman one. Got to look at the Batman Rolex here. Like black and blue. Ooh, that'd be good for a Catterday. Yeah. It, that is a good Catterday watch there. Wow. Yeah, look you all got to check tag on them. first. Oh, yeah, my pretty, God. Pretty large price tags. <laughs> but at Genesis, you're getting them cheaper, you're getting them better, and you're getting the top-notch quality. That's at Genesis. That's right. Get yourself a nice Swiss timepiece. Their collections unreal on Shelbyville Road next to Trader Joe's. All right, where where did uh, where do we want to do here? I feel like there's like other top things oh, that happened yesterday. New wide receiver coach, head tip Terry Walkie. <laughs> I did add a HTT at the bottom of the story. So whenever you see those on KSR, that means that Terry that, got that, the scoop that's, and shared it with Ralph. That's so BS because nobody else knows what that means. That's what makes it great. Everybody, every Kentucky roll call hat, listener. Why don't you do HT? Why don't you just do HTTJ? Oh, that's a and good then people one. still won't know what it is. Oh, but it's so funny. I had noticed that just because I wanted to see what they were going to say about boat night and uh, nothing. <laughs> that's yeah, what they said about there. him. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And it's one of those things that um, I don't know if a lot of people picked up. I don't think people care really. But yeah, this yeah. was interesting. But we and were I'm glad you did post it. We were expecting this move to happen for months. Um, I don't know what took so long. I, I, I'm sure there's some legal stuff with contracts and yada, yada, yada. But essentially, 
they hired I don't I don't know if they hired Scott Woodward knowing this, but once Bonite got arrested, I think it was pretty clear that uh, Woodward was going to replace Bonite and become the receivers coach. There's been some funny interviews where, like one time, John Settle was like, you know, when he was talking about Mike Drennan switching positions, he's like, yeah, you know, we went and talked to the receivers coach. You know, he didn't say who the receivers coach was by name, but Woodward's been acting as that guy throughout this summer. So it's not like the week of that it's like, ah, new receivers coach. Uh, but there's a new one, fourth different one in five years. Mm. They flipped roles. Bonite is now technically quality control, and Woodward is the official position coach. So uh, I, I think that – There was going to be some – with Bonite, with him getting in trouble, there was going to be some recruiting limitation. Like things were going to be a little bit trickier for him getting out on the road and whatnot. Yeah. And also maybe not who you'd want getting out there on the road. Have a license either. Like, you Makes know, that's suspended. Yeah, so uh, – but in, in Woodward's case too, like this is – Stoops is letting him have let him letting Liam Cohen have one of his guys on staff, which I think if our coordinator, they probably should have a little bit of say of who's going to be coaching with him. So it makes sense. Woodward was Cohen's backup quarterback back in college. I believe they were roommates, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I do think that Woodward will stay for a while as long as the receivers aren't a complete disaster. So I, I maybe we might start to find a little bit of continuity. But man, that that door just keeps revolving at that position. Yeah, and no surprise, also, UK's wide receiver play has been pretty garbage for yep. the last four or five years, with few exceptions. Do you remember, uh, I've only had one interaction with Bo Knight. It was actually on the show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember me asking him about if Wyoming, if there's just craters everywhere? Yes. Great question. Should have known then. It was between him and Joey Fenstow. Wasn't meant to be. Worst questions you ask, those people are doomed. It's kiss of death. If Rash asks you a really stupid question, then oh, you're man. In. I've got to make sure I use my powers for the right reasons. <laughs> you're, you're All right, can I go to uh, – hey, Kitty Klein, can I go to some Louisville <laughs> press oh, conferences? By the way, we talked a lot about Louisville yesterday, so we don't need to do it a ton today, but – they had their little like come to Jesus meeting with all the former players and Neely Bendapudi and Chris Mack and Vince Tyre and all that at the at Cardinal Stadium. Did you keep up with that at all? No. Uh, did they get out the guitar and sing Kumbaya? It just seems like a mess, man. But it, but like that was a fundraising event, right? Is that or is it just like no? A me- I think this was just like a we want to olive branch. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of players that feel like they just are. I don't know. And oh, I don't even okay. know whose side to take in all of it, to be honest with you. Is this the stemming back from uh, – oh, I can't think of his name. I think he was the guy that, that, that broke the color barrier at Louisville. When Butch bro- Beard? Butch Beard. Is this yeah. stemming from that well, when he wrote the letter? It, it is kind of like the Butch Beards and Jerry Eves versus the current administration. And they've they've rallied a lot of the players to have – uh, to Join have their, their back, side, yeah. yeah. And then a lot of the players are like, yeah, now come to think of it, Louisville never does this. They never reach out. They never ask that. They never ask that. On the one hand, you should, again, these people bled, sweat, tears, all that stuff for your university. You should welcome them back with open arms when they would like to come back. On the other hand, how much of this is these people just not having their butt kissed and they're mad about it? Yeah. Like on the like, how many of you reached out to U of L and got denied? It's, Just because Louisville doesn't come right. out to you first, they've they're running a business. Kind You're, of like uh, when Kyle Macy was, um, yeah, all you know, phone works both ways. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's a good point. You don't know where they say, man. The thing is, though, is that's why you typically pay somebody to have like to have that job. 
you know, Freddie was in the player development. Like, that became a new role for UK football, and now Bosner's in that role mm-hmm. for UK basketball. Like, you just hire somebody to do this stuff. Yes. Seems easy enough. Yeah. But they, Neely Bendapudi, again, the rumors were she was really mad at Mac, and Tyre was the one who was like, you're overreacting. They they all had a a positive face, and she said she wasn't happy with how everything went down, but she's excited about the future with Chris Mack leading the charge. So maybe momentarily this divide for now is settled, but uh, you even had Taekwon Dean being like, wait, I wasn't invited to like everybody come and talk thing. So even some players are still upset about that sort of deal. So we'll see how that all shakes out with L. Shocking that they're Taekwon dealing with Dean. headaches. I have not heard that name in a long time. Good player. Yeah, those Louisville teams, I love to hate them. Cisco, Taekwon Dean, Larry O'Bannon, which I like. You know, I like Larry now. Like he has that that podcast produces some fun clips. But God, those guys. Texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says, traveling to Boston tomorrow morning with my family. Any and all recommendations welcome. We're going to a Sox game on Friday. As a side note, everything here in New England is always more expensive than I expect. Yeah, well, it it is. It'll be a little bit more expensive. Oh boy, you're lucky you. You're going to. The best city outside of Kentucky. I would just say that it's not as nearly as nice as Austin, Massachusetts. False. I gotta figure out this breakfast place in Boston because it was the the bee's knees. I'll get I'll get back to you, Texter, on the breakfast place. That would be my one like must go to food recommendation. And then just do the Freedom Trail and things that you like, go do or check out. Things that you don't like, don't bother. There's you'll walk past museum after museum. It's uh. It was Paramount, I think, is the name of the breakfast place. Let me Google that to see if that's right. No, yes. I think you're thinking of Universal. Yes, it's called the Paramount, and it and be and and there will be a line when you go for it. It'll be intimidating. It goes quickly, and it was the best breakfast I've ever had in my life. Bada boom, bada big. Bada I think we went to the Beacon Hill one. No, I don't know. I could be making that up. A texter, but have fun. Let us know how it goes. Have fun at the Red Sox game. Please uh, cheer them on to a victory. Good morning, guys. I just wanted to, and if you've never, and I mean this, I'm not like saying this, if you've never stopped by a weed shop before, you should. Uh, the one in Boston, one of them in Boston is in this old bank. It's a really cool setup. You feel like you're going, what's that place in uh, Harry Potter, Green, Greenwald? Gringotts. 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 It's like Gringotts. Mm. Reminds me of that. A texter says, good morning, guys. I just wanted to share the news. I will be the new Bishop, Bishop Sycamore Cornhole coach, and I'd like to extend an offer to TJ Walker to come be a part of our team. Sincerely, Head Coach Krogh. I'm in. Committed on the spot. Wow. You're getting a, five, you're getting a six-star prospect here for your cornhole team. Uh, Bishop Sycamore. Oh, well, that'd be a funny Halloween costume. Everybody just dresses up as different <laughs> roles of the Bishop Sycamore team. <laughs> God. Unfortunately, I don't think it's timely enough. I think I think the that's Bishop Sycamore. Too far away at yeah, that point. Yeah, you need If it was like two weeks later, you're I don't probably, know if the, I think the jokes will be done by You're then. probably right. Their jerseys were sweet, too. Yeah, probably except they only way into have – black jerseys like That's the it. game and they played on friday night it was two teams wearing black uniforms what a nightmare for a broadcaster oh, what a nightmare gosh. for a colorblind person too like <laughs> yeah i'm i'm both oh well uh texter says thoughts i take U of L in the 10 and take the under that is the dumbest thing i've ever heard so are you serious this is hand up on this this was sent into the rutherford show but i i sent it over not thinking about the rutherford show and then i I took a look at it and I was like, oh, we can have some laughs at its expense. So. Seventy-five yeah. and a half is a ton of points, but these are two teams that I don't think are going to defend all that all that well. Gosh, U of L's rivals writer said that U of L is going to go eight and four and beat Kentucky. 
That's hilarious. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. it's all saved. I'm, I'll hold on to that. <laughs> I'll hold on to that bad boy for sure. Oh man, um, I, I was looking though. We were looking at the early first quarter lines for Kentucky. I think it was at like only seven and a half. If you think Kentucky's in a blowout, Louisiana Monroe. Seven and a half first yeah. quarter? Yeah. Like they're gonna Oh gosh. Yeah, that's what I mean. And like, if I plan on like leaving around halftime or something, I can get my I can get yeah. my thrills. Oh, that's great. I know. Love to see it. Love to see it. A texture says, Did I see videos of Roush at a shirtless dude's party this weekend? Oh yeah. My buddy, he he is a You uh, were shirtless at a party there, this weekend? I was not shirtless, but my buddy, he had his shirt off and he was I mean, his pants kept coming off too. He was. Whoa, uh, what kind was, of party was this? He was having the time of his life, just at, out there getting it to the music. Did his little. No, no, no. <laughs> his, 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 bo- his, bo- his boxer shorts stayed on. Okay, thank goodness. Yeah. But he was like, dude, pull your pants so You're still up. going to parties where people do that stuff? <laughs> it's my friends, man. They, I don't go to weddings. I go South to parties side. where guys are taking their shirts off and pass around a bottle of vodka on a party bus. Actually, sounds pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> Texter says, Robert, who also texted that in that they saw that video from you? Robert, I'm <laughs> I'm hyped that my alma mater, Kentucky Wesleyan, is playing UK in a preseason. If I were a better man, I'd take K Dub to win straight up. Should be a pretty easy game for them. Well, I didn't even I didn't even I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't even look at the exhibition games on the schedule. Hey, they're back though. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I think that also The more games like with officials against other opponents, the better. You need those. You need those, just to get the kind of the kinks out. All right, Miles College. Yes, this is a Bishop Sycamore situation. This is HBCU one. We're doing a Miles one for an exhibition game or yeah. HBC. Oh, cool! That yeah. is cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. So there's multiple. Yeah, because I had never heard of Miles College either. Was I was that, very confused. We played. Uh, it was, was Miles College the school in Drumline. It know. was a college like that. It wasn't like an actual like big one like Morehouse. Oh, they were Atlanta A&T. Most college has a 16% graduation rate. That seems low. That's 16%. That seems awful. <laughs> let's, let's fix that, Mouse College. Get it together. Awfully low. Uh, who was it? Thomas? Not, not Thomas Moore. Where is Mouse College? It's in Alabama. Okay. Fairfield, Alabama. Where? Uh, who's that team that Kentucky beat by literally 90 points in that exhibition? It was uh, Asbury. No. The rumor, what's his name, dunked Michael Mulder like into their lives. No, it wasn't Asbury. I it, it was, it was Asbury. like Thomas. It wasn't Thomas Moore, but it was something like that. In Atlanta, Morehouse. Morehouse. Yeah, Morehouse. Morehouse is the yeah. Morehouse beat or Kentucky beat Morehouse by. They're uh, they're one of the better schools, like academically, I believe, uh, from an HBCU standpoint. Well, their basketball team that year was not as good. Kentucky won one hundred and twenty-five to forty. I'm pretty sure that uh, <laughs> that was the twenty. Or that was actually the uh, Jamal Murray team. I'm pretty sure Dr. Ricky Jones went to. Uh, Morehouse? Morehouse. Pretty sure he's Morehouse, man. Gotcha. 125 to 40 scoreboard is, is tough. I wonder what the pregame spread was on that. Mm. 60? Gosh, probably. A texter says, John here. Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning, John. I'm going to look to buy tickets for this game. I'm Okay, let's try this again. I'm going <laughs> to look to buy tickets for a game this basketball season. Okay, the bigger, somewhat tougher game is the Louisville game and could make a fun Christmas present for myself and the family. However, it'd be great to see Tubby back in Rupp and should be a blowout win and a New Year's Eve party. So what game would you choose to go to? Well, got to go talk to you so later. So if I am – like, I think you could make a fun – I think you can make a fun night out on the town. Like if you're if you're coming in from Lexington, like I'm sure that game against High Point will be early on. If you don't plan on like that, that's the thing that I think would be tricky though is if I'm somebody who likes 
who who could anticipate going to the bowl game. That's your wrinkle. But if you're like, all right, I'm not going to do the bowl game, but I'll go watch Tubby play high point or, or bring high point to Rupp. That'll be a game at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. You can have a fun basketball game and then do New Year's Eve in Lexington. Kind of do it up big. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure there'd be like a concert somewhere in town on that night or something like that. Something you could you could get into. Some good, clean family fun. Texter says, Justin saying he chooses to be single made me laugh so hard I almost wrecked my car. I'm sure he has a ton of women beating at his door to sleep on the mattress on the ground. You have no idea. Justin, what would it take to maybe do like a Cribs version of your place? Oh, that'd be fun. Um, like you come home and you just, you know, record and you say this is this is what you maybe open a few cabinets, see what's in there. What Ooh, would it we should probably room? we should probably get Trevor to be the host or if, okay, I'll do it. I'll tell if you Tre- what. If, if we, oh my, I'll gosh. do. It. I'll tell you what. I'll do it. If Trevor does his crib first, this, uh, no. Here, <laughs> if we really had like the resources and do it, first thing that came to my ha- mind, producer swap. Justin lives at Trevor's place oh, for two God. days. Trevor, I wouldn't. I Trevor wouldn't. at Justin's. Oh. Two days. I wouldn't do it. Two nights. Wouldn't do it. One night. Move in mm. early on like a Thursday. You stay Thursday night. You're out on a Friday. Would be hilarious. If not that, then at least. Like, oh, yeah, man. there'd have to be some money exchanged hands if I'm gonna sleep in Trevor's house. Wait, he, he's got a mattress off the floor, buddy. Cool it's dogs. a com- it's a comfortable one on my floor. Prove it. It's on the floor. It's comfortable. See, the thing too, I wouldn't want, I would not want Trevor Kelsey sleeping in my bed. That's true as well. Is it a Tempur Pedic? Justin, no. no, you, you should be all right. Ooh, here's a good question. When was the last time you washed the sheets on your bed? Uh, I typically wash them about once a month. Okay. All so right. it was probably two so or three So a normal weeks ago. amount. Like, yeah. you're not, okay. I, yeah. Because I, I could have very well seen you being like, oh, gosh. Because uh, uh, yeah. I I probably watched. I'm, I'm I can't tell you how many times I washed the sheets while I lived in college. I'm way too OCD for all that. Okay. I have to do it. Yeah. Yeah, best not talk about our sheet watching uh, tendencies in college. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Although that's when it's the most important, some would say. Uh, Let's move on. Uh <laughs> But great, great thoughts, though, Terry. It'd be like. hilarious. Justin, you just go, you film it. Hey, here's my place. You know, it'd be 30 yeah. seconds. It'd be hilarious. It'd be less than 30 seconds. Would it be funnier to be a Cribs version or a Room Raiders version? Oh, gosh. Room Raiders. Just let Tre- – oh, yeah. that. All right, if you don't want to stay the night, Trevor just gets to go. Raid your room. Yeah, that's Looking fine. Looking for your Hoosier pair. Yeah. <laughs> he's not he's – oh, not- he's got some Indiana <laughs> magazines under the bed. Right, let's use oh, the black Bobby light. light. <laughs> he's, he's not going to find anything, but think of all the opportunities I have in his room. That's true. I think you're going to win that one. Yeah, and also just the goodies in Trevor's absolutely like that extra room he's got because he has a lot of stuff. Like there's like a dream team poster in here. He has some cool stuff. Mm-hmm, it does so yeah. You know, it just is cloaked in cigarette smoke. But you know, yeah, that is this whole thing could just be a safety safety and healthy hazard. <laughs> yeah, Justin gets. It. Have you been exposed to mesothelioma <laughs> in your workplace? Justin has in a class action lawsuit. It's like wife swap, but it's just you know it's producer swap, and Justin has to live there for like a week, and he's just getting the routine of putting the mail into the asbestos microwave or oven <laughs> that they put their mail in for some reason. Man, to think I gotta I, go produce Rutherford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wife swap too. What a weird concept of a television show. Would you? Would you all ever do that? I mean, Being I just, married, I man, just, would I, you sign up for wife swap? But like, why? Depends. I, depends I, the wife. <laughs> just kidding, Hannah. But, but I don't know, like the uh, the point of it. It would to live in someone else's shoes. Yeah, to make you appreciate what you got, yeah. or realize you hate what you got and need to. 
But that's the thing, though, is like I, I do appreciate what I got, and I feel like I would just be annoyed well, by some, somebody. Sometimes else, it's you know? not for you, Nick. Sometimes it might be somebody who needs who's really low on their life, and they need to come live a good life. See how it could we be. need HBO to do like a wife or husband swap? That's a real swap. <laughs> <laughs> not something that's going to be on like True or on TLC. ABC. Or whatever. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if HBO is the, the channel for it either. I, I just think it's like, listen, <laughs> there you go. You sign this contract for the next week. You all are switching spouses. What happens, happens. I'd watch. <laughs> Texter says, KRC, it's finally game week. This is the last time the fan base will be realistic and not overreact to any loss they actually expected before the season started. Let's freaking go. Hashtag bring it. Woo! Hashtag bring it. Oh, that is true. I did think about that the other day, Texter, that like, Ah, things are nice and calm for once in the old big blue nation land as Louisville is just fighting tooth and nail with one another. And then I did, and then the next thought was like, oh, we'll just wait until like Levis has a bad game or somebody gets hurt. Like, I could imagine somebody going down in the fourth quarter in Monroe and people being like, Stoop should have never had him on the field. It's, uh, yes, right now is nice. I'm well aware that things are going to be different. In starting probably on Saturday, realistically. Once you give people a chance to kind of zig and zag, you're going to get difference of opinions and you're going to get people freaking out. Uh, but Kentucky should absolutely roll Louisiana Monroe. Roll Louisiana Monroe. Man, I was doing some research yesterday too, going through game notes and whatnot. Um, of course, we're not going to burn through that right now. But man, hilarious. Hilarious. Just Louisiana Monroe. Not good, right? Yeah, and I also thought, like, you know, Stoop said, we have no idea what to expect, and he's always going to be respectful of his opponents and whatnot. But I did take, like, the the pivot to, we just, you don't, you can't do too much in game one, to me, is, like, basically saying, like, we know we're going to roll. Let's just uh, be smart about it. That's That was the layman terms to me on his quote there. All right. I think we're out of time. No, we got another text. Oh, well, thanks for sending it over, Scoots. I did. Oh, yeah, the one more, sorry. Uh, Texter says, person who comes up with the best middle name for Hoosier Dingus, a.k.a. Scoots McGee, a.k.a. Scoozier, wins the tickets. I kind of like that. Whatever sounds the best between Hoosier and Dingus. We, we, we just that. Uh, you just did it. We, we, yeah, we've got. We've, Scoozier, we, you, Scoots. We've got, you're capped on nicknames, buddy, for now. Dang it. Sorry. I want more. <laughs> or you want different? Uh, Both. Hoosier Dingus went to Scooter Dingus, which is kind of mixed into Scoozer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I t- I tell everybody. Like, if you listen to the show, I used to be Hoosier Dingus, but if you hear Scooter Dingus, that's also me. And then it's kind of turned into a little bit of Scoozer. You know what your next step is, though, unfortunately. Mm, nope. Loser. Sco- what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but that's, that's a little too easy. That's low-hanging fruit. Yeah, but at least say. we. But the path we went to get there, though, is the story. Yeah, it's an eventful story. Everybody just calls well. you loser. Yeah, it's a long story. Well, is it? Is it? This is a Kentucky. <laughs> this is a Kentucky show, isn't Hoosier and Loser the same thing? Hey, hey that's see, a good one. And uh, you're right. It's and almost right. not even funny when the jokes write themselves. <laughs> yeah, we. I miss Trevor just trying to fight everything. <laughs> All right. Let's end it here. First time we've ended a show before 9 o'clock since Ever. the war. Since I started. Yeah, so <laughs> we did it, folks. All right. Uh, oh, wow. Adam Luckett going on the competition. We'll have to have a conversation with him about that. Yeah, what hmm. the hell? Yeah, what the hell? What competition? Yeah, the competition. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call tomorrow, oh, 7 a.m., Wacky how? Wednesday edition. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kahn. Thanks for all the texts in the show. We're going to give away tickets tomorrow. Tomorrow. She thought-